This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. We're number three. We're number three. We're number three. Yes, folks, you can rejoice. We have the third most boring industry job in the world. At least that's what all the experts say. That's what the folks at Emolument, which is an employment space, and there's a company called Job Cluster. Matter of fact, we sit right in between a secretary and a bus driver. That's where we fit in the most boring jobs of all. But my favorite upon favorites is a group called Wise Step. And in Wise Step, we sit right in between a costume character entertainer and a garbage collector. Actually, that's not quite true. There's a security guard in there. Believe it or not, they don't really like teachers, baggage counter guys, truck drivers, but but we're considered to be one of the most boring jobs that we can have. And even more insight, at Wise Step, they actually define it as the call center executive is the one that has the most boring job. Who knows whether that's the case, but if that's something you aspire to, you may want to think twice about it. So who would have thought the most boring jobs ever? That, that's not a surprise to you. It's certainly not a surprise to me. So I thought that the, that the message and podcast today ought to be coaching the boredom out of your front line. And the first thing I think we need to accept is, is that the world doesn't really have boredom anymore. Boredom is kind of unique. I mean, no one's really bored anymore. We have phones, right? So... There really is no downtime. There's no time to be bored because we have this little device that we can sit down and we can search, play, talk, engage with anyone anywhere in the world or no one at any time and be completely unbored. So the whole concept of boredom at your job is even more mysterious because once you leave your job, people are rarely bored anymore. And I guess you could be the kind of person that gets bored on your phone and you're just looking for something else to do, but I'm going to call looking for something else to do, not boredom. I would call that actually doing something. So I want to talk about coaching the boredom right out of your front line, but we've got to start with a word of warning. And that is, is that you can't fix boredom once. So going to give you some ideas and some concepts that you can use, but if you go and you do them once, you've accomplished absolutely nothing other than you were mildly amusing or entertaining or interesting for just a nanosecond. The reality is, is that, is that systemic change, core competency ongoing has to be the, the plan that you've got that allows you to engage your employees and, and let's, let's recognize the fact that they do have a repetitious job. They do have a job that requires them to stay in the same seat. They are going to be talking about the same subjects over and over and over again. 
And if you can't relate to that, just go listen to somebody else's problems for an hour, let alone eight hours a day. And you realize pretty quickly that it's really not about me. It's really about you. And I have to listen to that all day long. So, so we are dealing with jobs that have challenges so that the, the answer can't be you're going to do one of these things once. There has to be something that occurs all the time. So without any, without any further delay, let's get right into it. Here's some things that you can do to coach the boredom out of your front line. The first one is to create mystery. The best real life example of mystery is Southwest Airlines. Have you ever been on Southwest Airlines? Because when you go to Southwest Airlines, you never know what the surprise might be, right? You may, you may be standing in line and somebody may moo into the microphone to herd you onto the airplane. Uh, you, may get, you may get to hear the flight attendant deliver some sort of a catchy, unique phrase or rehearsed phrase that's really very, very funny. Or the one that I was most fascinated by was, is that whenever I open the, the baggage holder above the seats in Southwest Airlines, I always do it very slowly because one time I was on an airplane and there was a flight attendant in the baggage hold uh, over, the, over the seats and they scared the heck out of me. So, so the issue though is, is that I've been on a zillion South Amer- uh, Southwest Airlines flights and not every single time has there been any sort of a surprise or any sort of a mystery. But the reality is, is that they're an organization that tries to have fun. There's an organization that's trying to to create an environment that is a little bit mysterious and a little bit exciting. And that's what you have to do in your contact center. And it doesn't have to be all the time. But, you know, everything doesn't have to be planned. If we're going to have a potluck dinner or we're going to offer ice cream bars or we're going to do something fun or we're going to do something scary or We're going to have a prank. It isn't something that you have to be organized, put on a calendar and tell everybody it's going to come. Be a little mysterious. Be a little bit exciting. Create a little bit of mystery because you just don't know what's going to happen when somebody shows up at your center. Now, if you're not the kind of fun loving, kind of living life on the edge person that can do that, I promise you there's someone on the management team, someone on the supervisory team that lives, lives for this kind of thing. That's the person that you need to be leading up and working in this area. So begin to create a little mystery, uh, a little excitement, a little not quite sure what's going to happen. And when you do that, when you take some of your really creative ideas and you make them surprises, you create an environment that's a little bit less boring. Second up is you. Yes, I said you. You've, you've heard me say this before. You got to show an interest. You got to be interested. If you, if, if you want to, don't be interesting, be interested in the folks that are there. That's a great way to reduce boredom in your center because what you're doing is you're the ones that, that that's having the meetings. You're the one that's doing the one-on-ones. You're the one that's walking up and down the aisle and, and, and connecting or passing them in the lunchroom or passing them in the hallways. Be interested. You know, be, create some anticipation, create an ongoing conversation. If you're talking to one of your frontline reps about a TV show or sports or whatever, if there's some sort of a leftover question or a a disagreement or somebody's going to research something, you create some anticipation till the next time you're going to talk. Sometimes today, the only anticipation we have is whether my my boss or my leader is going to come up to me and tell me I'm doing something poor, or maybe they're going to tell me I'm doing something well, but, but that's the only anticipation we have. Otherwise, we might be able to create some other ways to create some anticipation about a, a follow-up conversation or, or something that neither one of us knew that we're going to both know by the time we're done talking. So, so you're second in, in reducing the boredom. And of course, um, you do that by engagement and by creating some, 
some interest, some excitement, some anticipation, some mystery around your conversations that go on because all you're doing is you're changing the repetition, you're changing the gate, you're changing the way things normally are, but just creating an environment where sometimes there might be a surprise or just something a little bit different. And that is one of the ways that you stem away from boredom. Third up is that the measurement of the work that we do does not have to be boring. I know you've got a scorecard. I know you've got a QM form. You probably have some restricted times when they can look at it, but it doesn't have to be boring. First up, you've heard me mention this before. You need to measure accomplishments as well as results. Because as soon as we start to measure accomplishments, they start to get a little bit more interesting. There's a lot more of them. And rather than just seeing what our weekly numbers are, what our Monday, what our um, uh, daily numbers are, what our rolling 90-day average is, when we start to focus on accomplishments, besides just the results, it makes a huge difference in the way that we do things. Secondly, to... Uh, the other way that measurement of work doesn't have to be boring is with gamifying tools. Uh, this is an area, something that we do, and we, we spend a lot of time working on. And, and I'm not talking about the kind of gamification where you spin the dial or you're going to win some sort of a trinket or maybe you get some sort of points that goes to something else. I mean, that's all great and good. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's not good. I'm just saying I'm talking about finding different gamifying tools that you can use to make it interesting and fun and exciting. I'll give you some examples in some other areas. If you're a, if you're a football fan, you might play fantasy football. And when you're playing fantasy football, you're still watching the game, but now all of a sudden all the games are interesting to you because you've got your own set of players on different teams and, and you're keeping track of things. People do this with counting calories, with diets, with exercise, with Fitbits and Apple Watches and Whoop. They found a different way to measure things that creates more additional interest, more energy toward things. And so I want you to, when you look at gamifying tools, though, I want you to focus on KPIs, right? Because I don't want to lose sight of what we're actually trying to do, which is to drive performance and drive the key performance indicators that you have. But repetition with gamifying tools helps you to, to, to look at things deeper than just a NPS number, right? And just the actual number, whether it went up and down. I mean, there are, there are, are ways that you can have, you know, uh, uh, streaks of, of perfect NPS scores or focused on keywords like caring or hire more, or give them a raise, or maybe we're the kind of organization that, that, that on St. Patrick's Day, if you get a call from a Patrick, that's worth some extra, something extra. We're looking for ways to make people have a reason to be interested at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. At its simplest form, we're talking about recognition. We're talking about trying to find a way to recognize some of the things that they're doing that one will be interesting to them, one will be reinforcing, and three will obviously overcome the, bore, overcome the boredom. And obviously a lot of this fits around recognition. One of my favorite people in the world on recognition is, is a guy by the name of Aubrey Daniels. If you haven't read his stuff, you know what? You should read his stuff because it's fabulous. But the next podcast I'm going to do is going to be on uh, recognition and reinforcement and rewards. So we'll hit that on the, we'll hit that on the next one. So we're looking for ways to make the measurement of work doesn't have to be boring. Next up is learning doesn't have to be boring either, right? The, the standard training doesn't have to be boring. You can use GIFs. Just go online and look at some GIFs and just type in the word smile. 
You know, the old way was to put a mirror in front of somebody and show them that. Well, you know, smile. Maybe I've got The Rock smiling or, or Jim Carrey or somebody else doing some sort of smiling. But, but learning doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be boring. We do a lot of work with, with burst training where we'll burst a subject for a minute or a minute and a half or a Giphy that gives you five or 10 seconds that reinforces something in a fun, interesting way, but gets the point across that we're trying to get across. The other thing that learning doesn't have to be boring is, is allow there to be learning for self-growth, right? Where, where they've actually got learning opportunities to be able to get better at something else that falls outside of the particular work that you're doing. You really ultimately want your folks to be able to say that where they work is not perfect, but the time that they spent there, they're better when they left than when they started. And if we can create an environment where we create some sort of self-growth, it's really positive and obviously will help your engagement, will help your retention, but learning doesn't have to be boring either. Number five is there's no reason to be alone surrounded by 10 people or 1,000 people. Right? We need to make connections. We need to be on purpose about making connections. You've heard me say over and over again, you don't need 10 friends to make it through high school, but you need at least one. I need one for the bullies and one for the mean girls. And so you, you need to have one friend. So we've got to find ways to create connection because when we create connection, we reduce boredom. So one-to-one games, team games, anything that creates connection, right? So, so You've got your groups, but maybe you could do a measurement that's all the people that like the TV show Friends versus the people that like the show Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or righties versus lefties. Finding connection is easy. You can compete on different color nail polish, different favorite sport teams, different color hair. Anytime you do that, you're creating connection between people and connection is good. So you've got a way to be able to find a connection. There's something that we have in common with many different people that allows you to make those connections, right? So maybe what you could do is share data, right? I mean, recognition allows other people to see things happening. I mean, when, when, when a rep does something good, I mean, their inner, inner self wants to say, that just happened. Well, maybe it doesn't make the, the top top three out of a hundred people, but you know what? I've got two or three buddies in the center. Maybe they could know that that just happened. So maybe you end up sharing some of the data between friends and seeing whether people might want to share some of their data between peers that allows you to create an environment that that makes that connection. Any sort of one-on-one games, uh, we do do one-on-one games between the employees that allows them to not have to participate in a group, but for those people that want to do something individually, I can connect up and play a game with just one other person or multiple other people, and I've created an environment that allows me to create a connection. And then the final one is that wallboards don't have to be boring either. I'm one of these people that when I drive by a billboard, I look at it, I see what it says, I, I, I just see them, and maybe billboards were, were meant for me. I don't know, but, but, but we don't always just to have to have numbers on our wall, wall boards, right? We can mix in training, we can mix in fun, we can mix in recognition. Here's a great idea. Why don't you allow your reps to create a motivational quote and they can be the famous quote rather than Abraham Lincoln or some other motivational speaker. And based on your performance, based on your attendance, based on whatever, you're allowed to create a famous quote that then is flashed up on the wall boards for all to see. But we can mix in training, we can mix in fun, we can mix in recognition, 
on your wall boards. Your wall boards really ought to look a little bit more like town square boards and a little less like, you know, 22 seconds, 23 seconds, 25 seconds on hold, or there's, you know, 27 calls in queue. So there you go, some things that you can do to coach the boredom out of your front line. We can create mystery. We never lose sight of the fact that it's all about us, that we can actually make the biggest difference. The measurement of work does not have to be boring is number three. Learning does not have to be boring. There's no reason to be alone whether you're surrounded, when you're surrounded by 10 people or 1,000 people, and wall boards don't have to be boring either. Listen, hopefully this podcast wasn't boring. Let's be clear. I hope none of my podcasts are boring, but you can create an environment that allows your folks in a repetitious job to find a little bit of excitement, gain a little bit of energy, and I promise you that if you do that, they'll be better engaged, you'll have better retention, and most important, you'll get better performance. It was great to talk to you again this week. Look forward to talking to you soon. Be a great leader. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye now.